It's a very gay hat. That's why I wore it. Did you? <laughs> love, what does it even say? Oh, it's a, actually, I love this hat. Um, it says Culture Clash Records, which is a record store in Toledo, Ohio, that my childhood best friend owns. I love that little promotion you're doing right now. I wear it like yeah. whenever I can. And I always take a picture and I'm like, hey, I'm repping you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, for all of our listeners in Turks and Caicos and St. Kitts and Nigeria. Go. They deliver. There you go. They deliver. There you go. They have a great selection of records. Culture Clash Records, Toledo, Ohio. The owners are great people. Support. <laughs> I love you, Sarah. This podcast brought to you by. <laughs> yeah. This whole Midwestern thing. Yeah. I, that's where I grew up. Gosh, I love it. Yeah. You know what happens is like whenever I go back, I start talking in the Midwestern that's accent. Because you're Midwestern too, right? Yeah, I'm, Chicago. From Chi- I'm from Chicago. Yeah. 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 From Chicago. I grew up in Rackford, Illinois. Oh, Rackford? Yeah. Grew up in Rackford. And, uh, and so I moved to Chicago and uh, lived in Chicago for a while. And Wait, then... Uh, where in Chicago? I lived in... I went to... I went to Columbia College in oh, Chicago. Okay. Yep, I usually familiar. tell people that live here that I went to Columbia and then just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, where'd you go to school? And I'm like, Columbia. And then as I walk away, I just say, You're like, I'm Ivy, bitch. Right. Ivy League. That was my drag name in college. <laughs> I lived in Andersonville. Oh, gosh, that was a big old lesbo area. It sure was and is. And I also lived in Rogers Park. I went to Loyola was where I did my undergrad. Loyola? Loyola. Wow. So. She either is very smart or has got money. Can you be both? You no, can't be both. No, I was. Uh, you can't I did get be, a, I you only can't went there because I got a scholarship. I got a scholarship. Be, you can't be both and a comedian. Like that doesn't. <laughs> I, know. That does. I would be so much more successful if I had money. I yeah. swear to God. Yeah. I, like. No, I really it's, would. no, it's true. Like I, I would love to. Yeah. I would love to have gone to a kind of like a nice prestigious school. Yeah. I only went there because I got a scholarship. Oh, for um, what? For being smart. Really? Yeah, so tell me what was the scholarship for? It was just I like had good enough grades and scores and stuff. That they but don't they give money. you a scholarship in a specific area? No. no. Topic? No. They were just Region? Like, I don't know. Smart. What do they do? I don't know what they Get do with those. Get in here, nice, baby. I don't know what they do in those colleges. Is that yeah. Loyola University, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's not a college. No, it's a, a whole... A whole uni- I don't know what the difference is, to be honest. I think university has a campus and college doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe? we had a campus. It's a cute little campus. I don't know. Yeah, I was just there a few months ago. Really? How is Chicago? It's great. I was like, I'm moving back. And then I came back to this stupid fucking city. No, I like this city. It's just... You know what? It, it's like... There, it's it's a little chiller than than New York is. Yeah, but the one but thing still I still live up, you know, still like tons of cool stuff happening, and I miss my friends there because I was there for so long. Oh, all my friends left. Yeah, all my, my friends left Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so I had a friend. I had a very good core group of gay crew yeah. friends. Yeah. And uh, one of them moved to L.A. The other one moved to Michigan to become a lesbian in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> That's what we do. That's where and we I'm all like, go. All right. <laughs> Mind you, like, you know, I mean, one of the biggest hoes in Chicago. And well, then all of a sudden she gets into a relationship. And now, you know. That's what we do. Yeah. We hoe aggressively. And then we well, find one and lock it down forever. Yeah, you hoe aggressively really until do. you find the bulb in the in the soil 
you let it grow and then all of a sudden now you're done hoeing yeah no it's true it's true i do miss the gay community there i felt like more plugged into it there for some reason because there were like there were gay neighborhoods and like or there were gay bars and stuff in every neighborhood but like I felt like I couldn't go to a gay bar on the north side without seeing at least like three people I knew. Really? It was like that small, I feel like. That it was like I knew so many people there that I just like... Did I, you ever go out to the bars at all? Or like a lot of them? Oh, all the time. Did you ever go to a place called Hydrate? Oh, I fucking loved Hydrate. Oh my I God. went to Hydrate all the time. So I used to work at Hydrate. Shut the fuck up. Fuck yeah. What years? I bet we saw each other. No. Stop. Don't say this. We're not revealing our age. No, we're not. We're young. Podcast. No, we're 23. Yeah. We're like us. in our like early 30s. Thank you for everybody listening. <laughs> I used to live in Boys Town, but you know, they stopped calling it Boys Town because they oh, had to they? be politically correct. Oh. So now it's like, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. It's like Theyville or Whoville or I don't <laughs> fucking know. I had no Wouldn't idea. Wouldn't it be great I if they just call called it, it Whoville? Whoville. Like, who are we? Who's here? I don't know. Just raise your hand. Who just is whoever here? Whoever is here. Whoever is here, raise Show your hand. Up. And you know what? Let's just call every fucking gay neighborhood Whoville. 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 Yeah. I had a wonderful apartment. I had a studio apartment overlooking so the cheap. lake in a doorman building, two towers, Addison and Lakeshore yep. Drive. I know it. Yeah. Lived in that building. I paid $600. Isn't that mine? Walk in closet. Stainless steel appliances. Jesus. $600. Oh, I had a two-bedroom apartment in Andersonville on Foster and Broadway, and I paid $1,100 a month. Yeah, two-bedroom. Laundry and building, dishwasher. Okay, Sarah. This must be that Loyola <laughs> money. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. Look, you, you think I would be this level of not famous? And do you think I would still have a job if I had that much money? But you know what, though? I feel like nowadays you don't need money to be famous. You just need, like, I don't know, a sex tape or something. Oh, yeah. OnlyFans or something. I'll have to do one of those. Yeah. For the people that did OnlyFans mm-hmm. during the pandemic and who made a killing, you know what? Good for you. Good I for fucking it. you. I really do. It's a hustle. It is a hustle. And do you want to know something? For those people who are like, oh, that's, you know, that's sinful. That's disgusting. I was like, bitch, it is a fucking pandemic. The last time we had a pandemic was in 1912. And I'm pretty sure if OnlyFans had been around then, people would have done it too. I mean, there was probably some version. Yeah. Like the the early 1900s version of OnlyFans. I don't know what it is, but there was probably something kinky happening. Yeah. Like Barnyard or something. Like, the like sex a bar- barn, like a sex barn, you know, Talk where you just come in and you just look through a hole, yeah, and you see a woman undressing, Mask and up. then you left, you leave her like, you know, a dozen eggs, yeah, or a chicken, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm not creative enough to do OnlyFans. You don't really have to be creative. It's all about the nether regions. Oh, just okay. Oh yeah. I would be like, I'm not, I'm not an artist. I'm not creating. But you are an artist. Yeah, you're right. You are an artist. Mm-hmm. And speaking of artists. Yeah, tell me. Uh, we have a very fabulous guest today on <laughs> O Oscar. I absolutely adore her. 
She performs all over New York City. She's also been featured in the New York Times. She's also been featured in Time Out New York. She's just a powerhouse and an amazing host. Thank you. She is. She is just a ball of sprinkles, glitter, and niceness and fun. Please welcome Sarah Garner. Oh, you're... Now I'm going to cry. Don't make me cry. I'm fragile right now. <laughs> don't cry, please. I'm not good with emotion. When my cat died, I was... A co- I don't, did you see me that night? I had to go to Greenwich that night. The cat, that day My cat died and I was a fucking mess. It was so not good. But I'm with you on the Olympics commercials. The gayest thing about me is my love for sports documentaries. Really? Oh. Put in a good sports doc. I am all about it. I will watch any and all sports documentaries. I love that. Yeah. That's also I don't know very what it butch. Is. I know. It's so, it's like such a butch. Like, I'm not a terribly butch. I'm like a solid chapstick lesbian all the way, right? But like, the butchest thing about me is my love of sports docs. I love that you say it in the most Midwestern way. You're like, <laughs> I am not... I am not a butch. Le- I am I'm the not- most let's. I am the most lipstick lesbian mm-hmm. that you will know. That you will ever meet. Yeah. I am a very lipstick lesbian. Oh, I'm not lipstick. Though. Don't you know? Didn't is that what you, you know, just chapstick. said? Do you know wait, the lesbian okay, designations? No, wait. What oh does a okay? So I know that there's I'm gonna, uh, there's I'm about to I know there's lipstick you. and then butch. But what is chapstick? There's so much in between lipstick and butch. Uh, it's uh, okay so i learned this so i didn't know this but i learned this because somebody called me this a chapstick lesbian is like a solid like not super masculine like not like butch right right? um but not femme so typically they like dress a little bit more like masculine or androgynous right but value skincare and like always have a nice coat of mascara on and like <laughs> so somebody told, called me that and I was like that is 100% me with this gay ass stupid hat that I'm wearing you know chapstick that's what they call them that's what the lesbians. kids call them out there look it up I looked it up I did a bunch of research somebody called me that I was like at a bar and they're like oh yeah you're a chapstick lesbian I was like I don't know what that means and so <laughs> I went home and I did a bunch of research and I was like oh my god I am a chapstick that's lesbian me. that's me wow <clears throat> so does that make me a chapstick homosexual because I'm, yeah, you're, you're yeah, I'm not very butch yeah you're yeah I'm not very butch I'm not very masculine right but I'm also not very effeminate, no, maybe no, no, no. flamboyant. Yes, yeah, obviously, uh-huh. right. But not you. very, you know, flamboyant, effeminate. Right. I'm not very effeminate, so I'm kind of like in between. I'm kind of yeah. like a chapstick. Yeah, maybe you're. I don't know what the gay equivalent of that is, but we don't have any. You know, gays just go by the animals. Yeah, you guys do the animal system. Yeah, we do the otters. We do the bears. We do the people. Always ask me. They're like, "What are you?" And I'm like, "I'm a camel. <laughs> I'm a camel." <laughs> Want to know why? Because I store water in my love handles and I love to spit. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. The animal system gets very weird. Animal system gets very weird. Very weird. And we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Leaving it there. Leaving it at that. Yeah. That's a different day. Sarah, why comedy? What what made you want to get into this industry? I started... I've always been a performer. I was like a dancer. I was a singer. I was like always performing. And I was like a musical theater kid. And um, I realized I wasn't good enough to do that at any of that. But I'm great at karaoke. And I um, 
and then I was, I've always liked writing too. And so I was, you know, writing like sketches and funny essays and things like that all through like my teens and early twenties. And then, um, but I didn't like writing for other people. I like really missed performing. And so stand up is kind of the only thing where you get to do like all of it. And yeah. so I was like, that's, that's my, I guess that's my medium. I did improv for a while and I hated it. Oh and my I God, same So I was so bad at it. Like, oh God, yeah. I don't know in what, and I, and so, and then I like quit comedy for a while because I did that. And like, I, I mean, I was living in Chicago and so you're like comedy, you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do improv. And so I did it. I was terrible at it. I hated it. It made me so anxious. I'm like not a team sport person. Like I am not, like the idea of doing things like that with other people makes me want to fucking die. But I am, but I love like, like doing stuff on my own. Right. And so then, um, yeah, so that's how I got into stand up. At what point though, did you realize that stand up comedy was the thing you wanted to do? Cause you've done all this other stuff. Yeah. You've done the improv, you've done the singing, you've done the dancing where in your, I guess, repertoire of, creative and performing arts did you realize that stand-up comedy was the pinnacle thing that you wanted to do I honestly I think about this all the time and I have no idea I really don't like I have no I don't even know that it was like a conscious decision because I think like like a lot of people who do comedy like they they go back and they point to like oh my parents we used to watch George Carlin and I yeah. fell in love or I stayed up watching SNL and like my parents don't like comedy like we didn't we didn't watch it growing up like my parents are funny but like I it wasn't in the ether when I was growing up so yeah. I don't know how I figured out I was funny I don't know how I figured out like this is how what I wanted to do it almost felt like I just kind of like did it and I was like oh th this is it like this is the thing like uh, there's no like a lot of people their first open mic or their first few are terrible experiences and for me I was like oh this is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life like I I, I can't I, I can't imagine and even now if I'm not on stage a certain number of times in a week I become a monster I'm straight up I pick fights with people let I'm me tell like you something monster. the fact that you a left an open mic and then you were like oh my god this is what I want to do yeah that's a true comic right there oh thanks <laughs> that is a true comic either that or we got to get you a therapist I mean I have one who's very good yeah. but yeah I mean I, I think it's all of the above well thank you so much for sharing your background in comedy love that we're gonna move on to Oh, the absolute main reason of oh, Oscar, which I love, is I get to ask my guests to share their first queer experience. So, Sarah Garner, what was your first gay experience? When I went, I have this group of girlfriends that um, there's six of us total, and we've been friends since grade school. And we um, would go to my friend Kathleen's cabin every year. I mean, you know, in the Midwest, everybody's got a fucking cabin. Yeah, right? they got a cabin. Yeah, it's the lake house, but it's not lake house like Hamptons, like right. here, where it's like rich people. It's no. like everybody it's has cabin. just a cabin on a lake. Right. It's right. two beds. Yes, exactly. Barely a mattress. Totally. They got like a sink, a stove, two burners. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Right. And you make sloppy joes yeah. with ruffle chips, right? And it's a great time. And then you go to the macaroni lake every salad. day. Yes, exactly. It's a macaroni salad. It's a macaroni kind of, salad. It's place. a macaroni salad kind of place. Her cabin was actually quite nice. They like renovated it. And so it was actually a nice. Oh, but it was okay. still, it's not like. Right. You know, the East Coast context so is very different. So had the macaroni salad. It, we did. We threw a little, yes, a little pepper in there. You know it? I pepper. know it. And so we would go all the time. And it was like this big thing when we were like in high school. It was like, oh my gosh, we're on our own. We're staying in this place. It was like, I mean, it was such a great time. And one time, I think it was after our senior year in high school. Um, and we were goodies. We were kind of goody two-shoes in in school and so I would drink every once in a while but I wasn't partying a ton in high school I was like pretty studious I was an athlete like I was doing you know yeah and so um we were all like that and so this trip it was very scandalous because someone brought a bottle of vodka oh no oh no oh no oh gosh and so one night we drank the bottle of vodka and we all like made out with each other like all night and in like in like the way that like teenage girls do right they just like do that anyway I don't think I had any like attract like really deep attraction feelings for any of these women like I'm still friends with them every day I talk to them today and um but I I think I talked to one of the other one one of them is also queer and we talk about like that experience was like a little different for us of like oh Maybe we're more into this than we thought <laughs> that we were. Really? Yeah. And like everybody was, you know, I think for us, it wasn't like, oh, I'm in love with this person or I think it was just like the concept of really enjoying making out with a woman. And this, I didn't come out. I mean, I'm bisexual. So I think it's like always different when right. you're like somewhere on that spectrum. It doesn't feel as absolute. Right. There's like right. a lot of room to doubt your identity but I think that was one of those times that I was like oh this is pretty nice (laughs) do you feel like in that moment a level of serotonin was released that allowed you to feel extra special yeah I think so you know I think in some ways again like I don't think I ever harbored any like deep romance there are definitely like best friends that I've had that I look back and I harbored like real romantic feelings for them. And I yeah. look back and I was like, oh, you were in love with that person in a gay way, not in a friend way. You know, there oh, are people like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But uh, these friends, they're not any of, none of them. I, I think I don't look back at any of them and I'm like, oh, you were in love in a gay way. But I do think it was like, it was that serotonin release and it was that like safety to express like general attraction to women that right. I didn't have because I remember I had a sex dream about like another friend that I had in high school and it was like oh my god what the fuck is like what you're insane you know what I mean but this was like a safe experience to like explore that kind of now the girls assuming they all know you're bisexual they do right now when you told any of them was it kind of like a surprise to them or were they like we knew If that's an okay question. No, totally. Um, I don't think they were super surprised. So, certainly, my friend Lizzie, who is also queer, we, and she's probably the one 
she's one of the ones that I'm closest to. And we look back at our childhoods and we're like, that shit was so gay. <laughs> we were so gay. <laughs> we look back at like shit we did when we were like 11 and we were like, we were fucking gay. What did you do when you were 11? I don't know. We just like the like feelings, the way we like, like weirdly pined after women, but we like didn't think that was gay. And we like did that together. And so, Ooh. and so, so Lizzie was definitely like, yep, clock, like, get it and i was like yes we definitely exhibited some gayness and i don't think the other ones were super surprised and i think if they were they wouldn't have told me they were literally just kind of like cool like we love you girls are very much more open fluid and expressive yeah, yeah. right so they think they're like well, we'll try it because they're not closed-minded right Right. They don't, they have the openness and understanding that it's just, it's just a it's tongue just down that. the throat. Yeah, yeah, it's just a tongue down the throat. And it means nothing more. Right. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your first gay experience. You're very I welcome. loved it. I think it's great that yeah. you still keep in contact oh, with those ladies. Oh, we talk every single day. I love it. We are going to move on to the next portion of Oh Oscar, and that is Dick's Appointed, where my guests get to share a very wild, crazy, embarrassing, or awkward sex hookup story. Sarah Garner, do you have a disappointed story? I, do, I, I feel like that's my whole straight interactions were <laughs> just disappointed. Love it already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's a good one. Here's a, so I was, um, I think I was just out of college or I was in, I was like a senior in college and I was in a sorority, which also the gayest place ever. I just oh, like, God, yeah. I just want to say everybody's like, oh my God, I'm so surprised you're in a sorority. I was like a queer woman surrounded by like 80 hot women. Like, yeah. I don't understand what doesn't track there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, I was, it was like after my sorority formal in my friend and I had gone with a friend of mine and also in hindsight, quite gay. What's a sorority formal? It's like a party where you're just drinking a bunch at like a hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. Yeah. They were always fun. They were all sloppy as hell. You, it's honestly just an excuse to get dressed up and like get drunk. It's like, it's like a sorority. It's like a wedding, but like nobody's getting married. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. And there's dancing and it's fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's always a good time. So we were at some like hotel downtown in Chicago and my friend had bought, had brought one of her friends as a date. And I, and they were like, they were not romantically attached and she, and I was like, oh my God, your date's really cute. And we like hit it off for some reason. And I was like, hey, Kate, like, I think your date and I are vibing. And she was like, you should fuck my date. And I was like, great, I will. I like, say less, you know? And I cannot for the life of me remember this person's name, which you know, is the sign of a good, a good night, I guess. I can't remember his name because I don't think I ever bothered to learn it because he was wearing his like hair slicked back, like in that scene in Titanic where Leo goes to uh, the nice dinner and he wears the tux and they like, he like slicks his hair back. Do okay. You, do you know that scene? Never watched Titanic, but I feel like I've seen Google images of it. Yeah, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. By the way, for young the people who are going to judge me for not seeing the Titanic, yeah, I'm judging. You can hold your judgment. Thank you very much. I'm judging a little bit. Yeah. No. So okay, so he had his hair slicked back, and I thought he looked like, 
Leonardo DiCaprio from that scene where Jack goes to the nice dinner. And so all night, I didn't learn his name, even though he kept telling me his name. He kept saying like, no, my name is whatever. And I just called him Leo all night. Mm. Did you hook up with him? Oh, yeah, I did hook up with him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I hooked up with him. We went to, okay, here's what we did. We hooked, I hooked up, we hooked up. I love how she was like, oh, no, we just called him Leo. Okay. Oh, no. There's got to be at least. I thought that was implied that we had sex. No, I want to hear the dirty details. Oh, we had sex. Did you call him Leo while you were having sex? Oh, yeah, I sure did. And he didn't correct you at all. He, I think he did continually, but I insisted. (laughs) I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) I like Leo better. Let me live this fantasy. You, sir. And like, honestly, if I, I bet you anything, if I looked at a picture of this man sober, I would be like, he looks nothing like Leo. Like, I bet he was like homely as hell. Looks like George Costanza. Probably, probably like balding, and that's why his hair was slicked back or something. You know, he was twenty-two and balding. But you were drunk. But I was drunk, and I was like, you know what, you are to me, sir. You are Leo in the scene where they go to the nice dinner. They go to the nice dinner, and he gets laughed at for buttering his roll weird or whatever. And they cheers with the champagne, and I was like, I am living that fantasy tonight by sleeping with this random man on my friend's couch. And you called him Leo during sex. Yeah. I was like, hey, Leo. I have no idea to this. I was, I, I tried to, this is why I tried to develop um, one of my goals in 2022 was to make a spreadsheet of all the signs that I've hooked up with. Because I just feel like it's a good data point to have. And I was like, well, I don't remember some of them. Like Leo. I have no idea. Don't know his name. Maybe he was a Leo. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Leo. It's so that's comedy. I feel like it wasn't disappointing. I mean, the sex was just uh, disappointing because it generally is. Well, it doesn't right? have to be disappointing. It could be funny and embarrassing. So that's I feel like that is embarrassing for me. Yeah. I the fact f- that you, I mean, the, the the fact that you actually didn't know his name was very gay of you. It was incredibly. And because gay men don't do that. Honestly, like a read for him that he still fucked me anyway. Like what? Have some self-respect, sir. Well, maybe he was living that moment where he was like, this girl thinks I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. So, <laughs> so I'm going to give gonna, her. I'm going to give her Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. And like maybe in that moment, I was like a model in Saint-Tropez. Like maybe I was no longer four foot 11 and I was six foot two and I was a model. I was a model walking the catwalk in Paris Fashion Week. You know, I wasn't homely Midwestern four foot 11 me i was yeah. i was giselle bunchen i was just uh, yes i was one of the many i was part of the revolving door of models yeah that leo has slept with since maybe that was my fantasy yeah you know maybe maybe you guys we fulfilled a need for each other in that moment so this actually, actually was a beautiful not a, story this could be you know what this could be a uh, a hallmark movie i think Actually, it are we gonna? Did we just write a movie? We did, we did. We what did. do we call it? What would the name of this movie? Ocean Liner Fantasy. Ocean Liner Fantasy. 
This is okay. Th- all right, guys. There we go. By the time you hear this podcast, I will be famous and rich from my fantasy ocean liner or ocean liner fantasy money. You do know that this drops tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Yeah, and I stand by that statement. I stand by that statement. Tomorrow at 5 a.m., you'll be like, oh, my God, Sarah Garner, the star director and writer of Ocean Liner Fantasy, my favorite movie on the Hallmark Channel. Love it. Love it. Wow. I feel like I just had a fucking epiphany. I thought I was an asshole by calling him Leo all night. I was like, I can't believe I did that. And like in hindsight, I'm like, what a stupid 20-year-old bitch. And now... I'm like, I actually changed this man's life. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sarah Garner, for sharing your disappointed <laughs> story. story. All right. No, it is. We are going to move on to <laughs> the last portion of Oscar, oh, and that right. is the, the Gay DHD Wheel of Q&A. So, okay, cool. you are going to spin, and then we'll answer some questions. Go ahead. There you go. Good That's spin. That's a good spin. Oh, what? is there a joke that you enjoy from another comedian? Famous, non-famous? The one that always comes to mind that I do love is the detachable pussy bit that Wanda Sykes does. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it about? I don't remember it. It's that she wishes she, I forget what special it's from, but that she wishes she could leave her pussy at home sometimes because it would like make her, like if she's out for a jog alone and it's dark, like she leaves her pussy at home, no man is going to attack her. <laughs> That's a great bit. It is such a good bit. It's so funny. And the act out is perfect. And she's just incredible and perfect. All right, spin it again. Okay. Oh. Stop it. What is your oddest pet peeve? Now, not something that's just generally hated. Oh, right. What is an odd pet peeve? I just have a lot of like judgy behavior about cleanliness. And so like if people don't brush their teeth right after a meal, I will judge them. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I brush my teeth 10 times a day. Are you serious? Yeah. So like if we went out to eat and I didn't brush my teeth afterwards, you would think less of me. I I would just wonder how you're existing in the world without brushing your teeth right after this meal. Like I would be like, I understand that my behavior, like, like in my mind, I know that my behavior is the weird behavior uh-huh. of brushing my teeth. I care. I have a toothbrush with me now. I brush my teeth. I have, to, I, I have brushed my teeth in some weird fucking places also. Like, I brush my teeth. I have, like, car brushed my teeth. And I, if somebody doesn't brush their teeth after a meal, I am wondering why they are not anxious about it the whole time. Really? Yeah. And I'm, like, I, I just, I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Do you think less re- of me now? I just think you're crazy. But that's okay because we all have our pet peeves. I have medication for it. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) If I was a talking animal, what would I be? I think I... I, Okay, I mean, I would 100% be a domestic house cat if I were a talking animal. Really? Yeah. Like a domestic cat? Why? Because they're the most iconic animals ever. A cat... Okay, here's... Here's the thing about cats. Dogs can go fuck themselves. 
true. I mean, truly and honestly, I just look dogs, whatever, like dogs, dogs have need more love than I'm able to give as a, as a person. Like I can't, like they want things for me. I don't have, I don't have enough affection to give dogs. Right. Cats, cats have some self-respect. You know what I mean? Like cats don't need you, but they want you. And I love that energy. And I want the energy in my life as somebody who like doesn't need you, but wants you. And also you're going to be endlessly devoted to me because of my like magical cat powers. So I would be also, I love the fact that you can sleep 16 hours a day. And like, that's acceptable. That is a very good great. benefit of being a cat. Pretty great. And then like, I, and you don't have to go outside to pee or poop. You don't have to go outside to pee or poop. You kind of just like sit, re- like my cats just sit looking regal 20, 24 hours a day. Your cats are like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, they really are. I yeah. mean, they're, they, they accomplish nothing, but they are the most prized thing in the house. Yeah. And I, I love that. Like I do everything for them. Yeah. And they do nothing for me. And I love them. I would die for both of them. I would, I would actually die for them. And I, like, what a world to be that, per, that creature. We're like that a bunch of humans. Yeah, a bunch of humans would die for you and you, like, do whatever the fuck you want all day. I love that. And you, like, maybe show affection, but, like, you walk away when you feel like it. Sassy. Incredible. Yeah. Sassy. Iconic. Truly. Iconic. Sarah Garner. Thank you so much for joining, oh, Oscar. <gasps> this was an absolute blast. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so happy we, uh, I'm so happy I got to have you on the pod, as they say in like the podcasting world. Where can people find you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, where I'm most active, uh, at Sarah Garner, LOL. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. You know, just a little laughing. You know, just a little laughing here yeah. and there. And I That's- post a thirst trap here and there. So, oh. all right. Well, for all you thirsty, thirsty people who are looking for a little thirst trap love, make sure you follow Sarah on her Instagram and TikTok, Sarah Garner LOL. Yep. Love it. And I love you. And we got to give it. This is a plea to the city of New York. Please reopen Greenwich Village Comedy Club soon. We're tired of it. Yeah, we're tired we of it. Also, Just do it. Business owners, sponsor yeah. the podcast. If you know anyone who would love to sponsor a halal cart-looking homosexual for Pride Month, you uh, you know where to go. Yeah, it's your civic duty. Civic. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Don't, be an, don't be just an armchair ally. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, thanks so much for coming I on. I love you. I love you all and uh, see you next Friday. Have a great and safe weekend. Bye.